very welcome. Consider this cathedral, this monastery, is part of you, where you are prayed for and loved, and we thank you for all your gracious gifts to us, so we continue our work as monastics in prayer, the heart of the church. My text today is from John's Gospel. The Father will reveal himself to us. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it's with joy that we come to this day and uh, gradually we'll get the country that really splendidly decorated. But today it is splendor by the Holy Eucharist, the celebration, by the celebration of the matin service and the prayers. For the first and greatest work of the monastery is prayer. And your aid to us when you come and work and pray with us helps us a great deal that we don't have so much pressure on us to accomplish a lot of work, physical work, because you're here to help us. So don't hesitate. Just call, let us know you're coming, and we'll make some, put some water in the soup, and you'll be taken, well, taken care of. But you must come to pray with us. It's the important thing. We live today in the days of the Holy Spirit as we await the coming of the gracious, loving kindness of our Lord, of the gift of the paraclete. And we have these 10 days to contemplate what is the gift of the Spirit. There is a reason God has revealed himself as Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's so that we can understand that in himself, God is a community of love. And that in the heart of God, there is great holiness, great energy, great divine energy, which is a product of his inmost being, his heart. This product of the work of his heart he extended to us in the Incarnation. He was not lonely, he was loving. And he wanted to make us part of his loving family. Not just the mystical body on earth, but the mystical life of heaven. And so here we are, gathered in this holy temple. When you were children, most of you, your parents brought you to the temple and you were baptized and chrismated and fed on the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. The same body that is ascended into heaven, the right hand of the Father, body, soul, and divinity, comes to you in the most holy gifts of the Eucharist. Why is God so good to you? Why have you, of all people, have such a gift? You Catholics, you Orthodox, you churches of the Apostolic Foundation. Because of his overabundant love, which he pours out upon you. 
This overabundant love is from the effulgence of his own love and fills us with peace, hope, and contemplative presence of God. In this monastic community, we contemplate or we ponder God. We sit quietly and we feel in our inmost being the light and life of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That life which comes to us from the Father, the monarch, through the Son, the incarnate one, who sends to us as we await this day by the priest to come, the presence of the Holy Spirit. So people say to me, I'm a Pentecostal. Well, you're all Pentecostals. You all, each and every one of you, or you were chrismated, that was your personal Pentecost. Then when Christ Jesus, the high priest, sent him to dwell in you, how does he dwell in you? This holy temple is filled with light today. It's interesting because it's that new kind of lighting. It's sort of not blast out at you, but you can see very well with it. Well, the Father can see your soul. And he looks into you, into your heart. And he looks in your heart, he sees the work of his Son, the gift of the Holy Spirit the divine energies of God. To refresh your memory, let us remember the great gift of the Eastern Fathers, Gregory of Palamas, a late bloomer, huh? telling us about the divine energies of God. Everything that is created is one of God's creative energies. It is his word in action through the sun. His love in you comes from the heart of the Holy Trinity, the divine energies, which are truly a product of his divine life, his interior life. And they come and dwell in a man, woman, child, to make that person, as we were taught as children, a temple. What is in the temple of your heart is the divine energies of God the deifying energies. You are a holy person because dwell, God dwells in you, especially through the holy sacramental liturgy, where every sacrament is the divine touch of Jesus Christ, glowing, coming to fill your heart. You must make a response to this. You are all called to be monks to make a response to this loving energy. You must take from your life all obstacles which interfere with the work of the Holy Trinity in your inmost being. And we do not in the Church of the East try to prove to you some physical existence of God, because God is himself unknowable but you can know him by the way he works in your heart, by he fills you with his divine life and makes you, like his son, a prince and princesses of peace. If you occupy yourself 
with the world all the time. How will I live? How will I make money? Where can I find a wife? Well, you know, these are feeble. You have to ask God, tell me what I must do with my life. And then he will show you the way, what he wants for you. Talk to a holy father, a monk who is formed, or a pastor who is formed in the good spirituality of the church. He can discern your heart for you. Don't be in misery, be in love. Now, I hate to tell you this, but love is miserable. So you heard about the, it's an old story, repetition is okay. So this man, he had an apartment above the temple of old in Jerusalem, right from across from the wall. And he'd see all these young Jewish men come there and pray, and they're bowing at every mention of the Holy One, pray, pray, pray. He lived there a long time. He watched this particular man grow from a young man to a mature man to a middle-aged man and to an old man. So he met him in the street. He said to him, uh, I've been watching you for 40 years praying at the Holy Wall. What have you been talking to God about? Well, he said, when I was a young man, I prayed for work so that I could make a living. I finally got a decent job. Then I prayed to God for a wife. He says, I found a wife. He says, God gave me a wife. He says, well, she wasn't exactly my soul bait, but we got along. He says then, I prayed for healthy children to continue the family line in our faith. And I got children. I prayed for them that they would be decent, good, holy people. He says, now I'm old, I'm falling apart, and now I pray to God for good health. So the man said, well, did God answer all your prayers? He says, it's like knocking your head against the wall. So spiritual life is something like that. You ask any of the monks here, it's not the easiest playing field, but it's the most beautiful place, the most electrifying place. It's a place of confidence, of love, and of sorrow. Every blessing of the Lord Jesus and his Father and the Holy Spirit it brings two things. It brings first love and confidence, and secondly, it brings sorrow. Because the more you're in love, the harder it is this to live. So it's like the guy, he sees the gorgeous one, you know, he sees this lady, oh, I can't live without her. He prays to God, he says, I can't live. I can't live without this woman. And he marries her. God, oh, he's so happy on the wedding day. Three to 30 days later, maybe a weekend later, he says, what have I done? 
I got to get a job. I got I got these kids are coming. I got to work. Oh my God. If the glue of the marriage is there, they will cling together in their suffering. But if they're selfish, they will break apart. So it is with God. When Brother Andrew made his solemn vows, it was a very emotional day for me. He's, he's Andrew the first called. He was our first monk. And I think I was, he didn't know what was going on. He was mesmerized, but I knew what was going on. And I thought to myself, what a wonderful gift from God. And I am, am spiritual father to brother, brother Andrew and my monks. It's not an easy job because they're so beautiful and holy, they can't see themselves. They can't see the reflection of God in themselves. They say, well, I'm a sinner. So who's not a sinner? Did God tell you you're not going to be a sinner? He said, you come to me, and I'll make my house in you. You'll be part of my body. I'm sending my son. You're part of him. You're part of the body of Christ. What a great treasure. I'm longtime priest. Next year will be 50 years. I'm still standing up, thank God. I have my ups and downs once in a while, but it's a beautiful thing to be a priest. I think it's even more beautiful to be a monk priest. I prayed for my brothers in the priesthood, our beautiful pastor, especially in Seattle, and all the young men I've sent to the seminary who made it. Some are monks, some are priests, some are deacons. Some are married, some are single. But they all bear in themselves the cross of Jesus Christ. Maybe today, if I can... I have a beautiful small scapular. I don't wear it all the time. I wear a small underneath, but it's my official small scapular. It's a beautiful thing. And on the back of the small scapular, which is really not too small, it says, I bear in my body Jesus Christ. What is Jesus Christ's relationship to the heart of the Father? Did he not die on the cross? Was this not to do the Father's will? He's defeated Satan. He put blood across the world, especially in the Holy Eucharist, to give you freedom and peace and hope because he deifies you. When you sit around mumbling to God, we all do that, talk to him, tell him what you want. But that don't mean he's going to do it. He knows better what you need. But do this. Sit still in a place of quiet and peace. Sink into your heart and say, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, 
have mercy on me, a sinner. And feel the pulse of God's energies in your heart. To do that, you must embrace the cross and discipline your very body and your passions. Because to be that sensitive to God is not only a great gift, but it requires discipline, self-sacrifice, which brings love. We have men in the church today. They have children. They have the responsibility of those men. They are men of sacrifice. They know what sacrifice means. How can you become holy if you don't know what sacrifice means? But there's love there. And in sacrifice, we find love. I bear in my body the wounds, the suffering, the blood of Jesus Christ. I receive it from the holy chalice. I'm fed by it to increase that divine energy that is in my heart so that I may live and love in the hope of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Eastern Church, we do not try to prove from the outside who the Trinity is. We try to experience in our heart so that from the inside we can tell you who the Trinity is. is. The Trinity is the fount of faith, hope, and love, the theological virtues, as we say. Sometimes, you people, I love you, and I'm just like you, we get upset with God. He should see all the setbacks we've had just trying to build this holy cathedral for his glory. We get all, I don't want to start there, huh? So is life. You think you're doing the right thing, you think you're going the wrong way, the devil comes along and knocks you off your throne. <laughs> Makes you suffer. Your own flesh rebels against you. That's always going on in one way or another. Live in hope. Hope instills faith. Faith and hope produce love. They all go together. And they make of you a monument of the life-giving trinity. Because you are the household of God. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.